I'm not saying that love is or isn't present. What I am saying is that using it as a justification to slide over disrespect and deficiency, straight deficiency, is always going to trap you. Because at this point, now we're doing it to ourselves, okay? Now we're doing it to ourselves. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. My name is Taylor Chandler, and I'm your host. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm a coach helping people break negative relationship patterns. I'm talking really fast because this is part two of the Q&A, and the episode is already so long that I just do not want to add any unnecessary time. So we have to go. Okay. So just, yeah, remember, y'all, I'm recording this live on Instagram, so I'm interacting with people as we're going. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. We are going to touch on what to do with avoidant types, um, how much compromise is really just too over the top, um, and what else? Just how to think more clearly. How about that? (laughs) That's what I have for you, how to think more clearly. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, I will see you in the middle, and I will see you at the end. All right. Here we go. Um, how can I? Okay, great. You're here. You have time. You have time. Let's hang out. I'm going to split this into two parts, I think. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay, we're still in it. Okay. Ooh, okay, here we go. Here's the second question. How can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? Good. Thank you for the responses. Good, good, good. I see you. How can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? The no text, no call, no see hurts. Good, Layla, you got the reflection question. Read it again. How can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? The no text, no call, no see hurts. Okay, a couple things. I got four things for you. Again, four things for you. Oh, Taylor Tuesday, that's exciting. I like this. This is fun. I should do more Q&As. But sometimes people don't be submitting questions the way that I need. But honestly, like, how many questions could I really handle? Like, I just, it's just too much, just so much in one. Like, I mean, I can only do so many. All right. How can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? The no text, no call, no see hurts. Number one, you can't be at your best when you're in such a deficit. Put it like this. You've got to be, we've got to be honest about the parameters of the relationship. Okay, and you've got to be honest about the parameters of the relationship. If someone is unable to communicate, to show up and things like that, we have a lot to talk about, y'all, so just hang tight. Okay, we got a lot to talk about with this one. Okay, number one, if the parameters of the relationship are showing you that it is just way below par, you've got to be honest with yourself and say, I will not be at my best. I'm telling you, I promise you, that will save you hundreds of dollars in sessions to just come to that same conclusion. Just accept. I'm not saying accept the relationship forever and be, I'm saying number one, if while we're in it, right? Because Lord, how many of us have just been like, you know what? I'm not even ready to go. But while I'm in it, what are my options? (laughs) Okay. I mean, I really get that question on like legitimate sessions and uh, free consults and stuff. It's kind of like, well, what can I do while I'm still here? And I'm like, you know, legitimate question. I totally get it. So number one, <laughs> you have to come to terms with you. You will not be at your best in such a deficit. 
So that leaves me to, before worrying about anything else, coming to terms with that myself to say, okay, if I know that I would like to be, I would like to have a B plus relationship, like ideally, but within the parameters of this relationship, it's looking like a D plus to a C average. Let's just, and I'm being honestly, I'm really giving it a little bit of, you know, like on a curve, <laughs> like it's being graded on a curve. Is that what it's called when they when they put some points in it because the people got too many questions wrong? So they were like, everybody gets eight points because the test was too hard. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. Let's say that, okay, I, wanna, I wanted to have a B-plus relationship, but this relationship that I'm in right now, take off those rose-colored glasses, y'all, and say, what is, what is this going to give me? Before thinking about anything else, okay, about a, about a D-plus to a C average. Now you before anything else, are you good with that? No one should. Let me put my notes down because I know somebody go have some. No, they're not changing a thing that I literally walk people through this in session. We won't be in session right now. No, they're not changing. No, they're not going to therapy. No, they're not reading a book. No, they're not listening to a podcast. No, they're not going to journal. No, they don't want to see the feelings wheel. No, 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 no. Before nothing, nothing changes. Are you good with that grade that you got with nothing being different? I'm, you see, I'm serious. You see, I'm serious because the first thing that somebody wants to do is say, well, if they do this or that, then I'll be okay. Oh, setting yourself up for failure. I'm serious. I'm trying to save you time, money, all kinds of things right now. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a cynic. I should be realistic. Okay. With what you got right now, is that good for you? Is that good enough for you? Does that work for you with nothing else changed? No, she doesn't go to therapy. She doesn't make up with her mother. No one's doing nothing. What you got right now with the parameters of the relationship, can you accept that if nothing changes? Okay. Number one, that's literally, that's not even the whole thing on number one. Ooh, that'll that'll rock you right out of it. You'd be like, oh, I was actually trying to build a bear. <laughs> I was trying to build a bear. And meanwhile, it's a raggedy hand doll. It wasn't even, it's not even built, it's not even made for that kind of custom treatment. It's really just a raggedy hand. It's just a raggedy hand. Are you okay with that? Okay. So Back to my original point. <laughs> you can't be at your best. I appreciate these comments today. This is fun. You can't be at your best when you're in such a deficit. Number one, you've got to accept that. If you want to be in a relationship where you are at your best, get your stuff, pack your stuff. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, if that is your goal. But if you can be cool with this, with that, um, with whatever that, <laughs> let me stop. Let me keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> Okay, I'm being serious now. Y'all, be serious. Be serious. (laughs) Don't try to train yourself to be desensitized to extreme treatment. This person, I didn't make this up. This person said it's no text, no call, and no seeing. This person is literally turned into a, that person that they're talking about has turned into a ghost. There is no, 
There is no bread. I can't even find you. You haven't left a string on the tree. I can't come find you. There's no trail leading back to you. Oh, and by the way. Oh, that's the next question. We're not even there yet. <laughs> let me not. Let me not make this person's story that person's story. Anyway, don't try to train yourself to be desensitized to extremes. It's one thing to become reasonable in your requests. Like, you want communication every three hours. Let's be reasonable. Is one a day okay? Can we dial it back and be more reasonable? But extreme is no text, no call, and no seeing you. That's extreme. You don't try to desensitize yourself to extremes. You're fi- sometimes you're really feeling crazy because it's crazy. Sometimes you're really feeling like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't think I can live like this because you can't like you because you literally can't because nobody in a healthy relationship could live like that or like that once a healthy relationship could live like that. Sometimes it feels wild because it's just that wild. And instead of trying to make it seem less bad, what I'm asking you to do tonight, Lord, what I'm asking you to do tonight is just come to terms with is it is it just that bad? Is it just, could it, maybe it's just that bad. Anyway, um, some, I, so, and then the word extreme, you know, we can't go down a list of all kinds of extremes and stuff because it could be a couple different, it could be many different things. But I just put a number on it. I said someone going ghost more than 70% of the time in conflict or otherwise is extreme. Now, that, I'm just putting a number on it because, you know, not everyone is as willing to confront conflict as some of us are. And I'm not always willing to confront conflict. Trust me, I'm really at all. I'm really, sometimes I just be like, I just kind of want it to go away. But that is not me 70% of the time. Now, that's just a number that I put on there um, for, for extreme, just for operational definition purposes, for, to define what extreme might look like. Someone going ghost more than 70% of the time in conflict or otherwise is just extreme. So um, another extreme might be like not being able to maintain your sanity after not having communication within 24 hours. Like that's another example of like an anxious, like some, an anxious person being extreme. All right. Um, how can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? I think we, the no text, no call, no see hurts. Sorry. Number one, we got it out the way. You can't be at your best in such a deficit. So first just come to terms with that. You're not going to be living your best life with no contacts with your, with your significant other. You're just, it's just, that's just not um, going to happen. Number two, express your needs. There we go. Expressing again. Expressing is such a big deal. That's why I'm really loving this. These comment, the comment section tonight. We're expressing a lot. Express your needs. So let me put it to you like this. You might know, as you do, that the no text, no call, and the no seeing hurts you. It puts you in a less probable position of something changing when you when you try to control someone's behavior and say you have to call, text, or see me. I'm I'm using this as an example, y'all. Go with me, okay? Go with me. What does the lack, the the super lack in communication mean to you? Having no, put it like this: having no communication makes me feel what? Okay, I need what in relationship to feel safe. So you're keeping it on I. You're not going to trigger someone's defenses. 
by saying you don't do this and you don't do that. But rather than, this is for everybody, okay? Rather than thinking about the behavior, even though that's important to know, like, what is the actual thing that, like, cues the trigger, I need you to to ask yourself, what does that mean to me? When you're 20 minutes late to, to our dinner date, what does that mean to me? Do I feel disrespected? Do I feel like I'm not a priority? What's that? I need to focus it on me. I need to bring it back to a need, and I need to be able to express that part. Okay, so do we have that? You got to express your needs. Ask yourself, what does the trigger mean to me? How does that make you feel? And what is it that you need in order to feel safe? An emotional need. I need to feel reassured. I need to feel validated. I need to feel um, important. I need to feel prioritized. Like, what is that thing that is about me, not about the issue with your behavior? Okay, or like the behavior itself. Um, number three, any questions about that? Y'all got it? Do we have it? Um, okay, this is kind of like 2B. This next part is kind of like 2B. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, Miss Nisha. Thank you for staying on this super long live. I haven't done one this long in a while. All right, um, 2B. If you express your need and it has invited collaboration. Okay, I'm gonna finish, I'm gonna finish this point and I'm gonna come back to that. Um, is it Jace? Is it Jason? Is it Jason? Um Okay, so if if you are working with someone like, you know, I'm talking about your significant other, and they are able and willing, expressing your need then brings you all to the compromise and negotiation table, okay? Now is the time where you, with the other person, have to see, okay, this is what would satisfy me. Now, are you able to do that? Or what can you do? What can't you do? What won't you do? What are you confused about? We are at the compromise and negotiation table trying to figure out, okay, this is bothering me. This is triggering me. This is um, unsatisfying for me. Now at the compromise and negotiation table with my willing other, willing other, you got to, you got to be willing because not everybody wants to come to that table. Now everybody want to come to that table. But at that table, that's when we figure out, okay, what's a, what's reasonable to actually see? So that's important. And then the second reason why this is important, and then I'm going to come back to your comment, is that um, you need to have a way to hold someone accountable I want you to, I need you to think about this like HR and I don't want you to go at this like the, I don't want you to go at this like a, like a literal, like it's not a, it's not a business meeting, but I'm telling you the principles work. Like, you know how, when you get written up and I know some of y'all been written up, don't I, I know some of y'all been written up at work and you know that they document it, don't they? Come on, come on. You know that they document it. They give you a little printout that is describing your trash behavior at the office. You've been on your phone too much. They caught you on YouTube watching video. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said you were working from home. You were at Target, okay? You know you were at Target. And they caught you. And they wrote you up. And you have to sign a paper, and you're like, you know what? I did it. <laughs> you're like, you know, I did it. And you probably, you know you're about to do it again. You're just going to find a different Anyway, anyway, the point is... They have a conversation with you and they document it for accountability. Okay. I'm not saying that you need that you should. I don't think you should keep like couple meeting notes. I don't think you should do that. I think that that's just over the top. But I'm saying I want you to understand the principle. When we come to the table and when I express the need and we're coming to the table for the compromise and negotiation, I figure out what are you willing and able to do? And we clarify and I say, okay. And you say, okay, I can do that. And I say, okay, that would be satisfying. Now we have a new point of reference. So if and when, when and if, if something goes wrong, if something goes left down the line, I don't, it's not all about 
Taylor's never satisfied. No, no, wait a second. Because according to my documents, this is something that we agreed on. This is something that <laughs> I'm using this voice, but I'm, you know, I'm saying relax. You understand the point? You know, you, in other words, the concept is this. You need to hear agreement. Your expression is not enough. Expression is not enough. You need to hear agreement. We need to be in agreement on what's about to happen next so that if something goes left, you have heard that they, they have agreed to do or, and you, or you have agreed to do for somebody, okay? So there's a point. Now we have shared responsibility in this. My responsibility is to express my, express my feelings, my thoughts, whatever, and not be walking on eggshells being weird. And now the other person has stepped in and taken responsibility as well. We have shared responsibility in this dynamic, and so, so it just creates a much like it, it creates a, a much less escalated situation when things go wrong. Because it doesn't mean that if something goes left, that it's on purpose or malicious or it can't go right again. But it helps when someone else. So not only do you have that point of reference for you, but they also have heard themselves agree. I'm telling you, this principle works everywhere. They have heard themselves agree. You have heard them agree. We are we are on the same page. We cannot deny this moment. Right. So now we can refer to this and we're not just talking about abstract feelings and all kinds of stuff. And you get lost in the sauce and you're talking about six months ago and three years ago and last week. No, we just stick to the point, the literal point. Hey, I needed um, I needed. Uh, everything's coming to communication. Everything's coming to communication. Hey, when I um, we said that in conflict that we weren't gonna like cut and run anymore. We said that we would actually like give it some time, and even if someone needed some time to think, we did say that we would literally say that and verbalize that, and not leave the other person in the dark. That's that's what we said. You see how see how now it's a we we said that we said that we could do that. We agreed to that. Okay, and so now you're not talking about all kinds of different things. You're sticking to the point. I'm telling you, it will save it will save you in conflict. Do we got? Do y'all got it? Y'all got that part? Let me see, Jason. Okay, the gaslighting and dismissal from the avoidant is something my inner child can't deal with. How can my adult self deal with it? Can you put that in the question box? Because I can't go that, that far off track right now. Can you put it in the question box? I'm gonna come back to it when I'm done with these questions. Um, thanks though. What about a long distance relationship where the partner is avoidant, even after many times of asking, he's still. Can you put it in the question box? I like the questions, but I need you to put it in the question box though. Because if it's not a question that's like literally directly related to what I'm saying, I'm going to get way too off track. But put it in the put in the little question box, and I'm going to answer it when I'm done with these other questions. Okay. Um. <laughs> You're fired. Okay. All right. Do we got it? The compromise and negotiation table. Do you understand someone? Before I move on to the next point, and then the last two questions, and then the questions in the question box. Can someone give me, I need to see at least two reasons before I move on, why you need to come to the compromise and negotiation table. Someone, we need, we need two reasons before we go from two different people. What are we doing at the table? What's going on? What, what's the purpose? I've expressed my need. Um, and now we're coming to the compromise and negotiation table. What's happening there? We can hold each other accountable. Yeah, really good. 
One more so both partners can be and feel heard. Yes, because just because thank you, because just because you requested it doesn't mean that it's in their in the realm of possibility for them or their realm of willingness. They might not be willing, but they might well be willing to do something right. They might be willing to do a little something. That's why it's a compromise and negotiation. Right. So we can see like what actually is possible. Meeting each other's needs. Yes, because in your request, that can feel like you might be um, intruding on something that they want or need. And so we need to see, like, do they feel like they're losing something or they feel like they're compromising something of themselves? Like, what is, what is, what's happening for them? Okay, that's related to your expression. Are they irritated? I mean, what? Um, accountability and validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re, uh, yep, a recent point of reference. You have a new point of reference. So we're not just going. So now when something goes wrong, we're not going all over the relationship map. We're just talking about the point. We're just talking about the point itself. All right, let's go. Good job, y'all. Y'all are doing awesome. I love this. All right, uh, last thing. If this person, I say this so much because Lord knows we be trying to drag somebody to therapy that does not want to be in therapy, okay? Y'all be trying to drag people to therapy. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. I am going to be saving my life, Yes. Some people don't want to be in therapy. They don't want to be in therapy with you. They don't want to be in therapy, period. Like, some people just don't want to be there. But if the person is able and willing, in other words, they're like, you know what? I recognize this is a problem, too, and I would also like some help. Both people have to be in agreement. Then for this question, how can I be the best with my, at my this was the question that was submitted. How can I be at my best with my avoidant partner? The no text, no call, no see hurts. Um, if the person is able and willing, actually wants to do something about it, you can go to couples therapy. These things really can be resolved if there is mutual agreement and um, an understanding of shared responsibility and fixing the problem. That means that also the complaint, the plaintiff, you know who you are, the plaintiffs in the case can't go into couples therapy thinking like somebody coming up in here, fix my person, do something, tell them that they're wrong. That is a recipe for disaster. So we said both people need to have Shared mutual understanding of shared responsibility in healing this dynamic. Okay, couples therapy is good. Um, it helps to de-escalate escalate things that typically get escalated because when we're with the, our person, it is typically more emotional than when you're with than when you're in therapy. You have a third party that can intervene on those things and make sense out of things literally in those moments. Hey, um, and the person and uh, the person that is the defendant in the case which is usually the avoidant person. They're usually the defendant at the outset. Um, they can feel, if you have a good therapist, they can feel like they're being, uh, that they're not being villainized as much. Okay. That they're not being villain. Well, they shouldn't be villainized at all in therapy. Truly. Okay. Um, even though someone can still have that perception when we're talking about their behavior, it happens. So, but they can feel um, like less of a villain because they're able to understand the function of their behavior. For example, I avoid because my partner has a super temper. That's some people on this call. On that's called this call on this live. My person has a super temper when he is upset, and so I leave the house, and then that can be villain. I, well, you don't stay when I. This is an example. You don't stay around. When I have a problem, you always leave the house and you're always running. You're always running. But when we have a third party that's able to be like, okay, the run is happening because as a, as a, as a, um, reaction, a response to this happening. So you're, so people feel less villainized when they're able to understand the function of their, even if it's a dysfunctional behavior, it's, um, helpful. 
for them to see it as um, something that is functional in the moment, like a negative coping skill. For example, like um, I have so much, so many examples today. Uh, like smoking cigarettes is a negative coping skill, but it helps people to feel or at least perceive that they are less stressed. But it's still something that they're doing. It has, it's a, there's a function in that dysfunction. We, but we want a functional function, not a dysfunctional function. Um, how students are relationship is it normal to get couples therapy? Um, so if you want to be in couples therapy and you've only been together for two months, then that's then okay. You got an able and willing person. Um, if it takes twenty years, which is the case for some people, to get into couples therapy, then that's then that's just what you do. Yeah, I think that when the, we've got able and willing people, the the sooner the better. Why not? <laughs> I mean, geez. Maybe I'm biased because I am a therapist, but I think, you know, like sooner the better if you got able and willing people. Um, you know, what if it's a few weeks? My question, and I knew this was coming. I knew someone, I knew someone, I knew, come on, Ms. Applejack, just come on, keep, keep, drop, keep, what, give us more context. It's just been a couple weeks, huh? Mm-hmm. So does this person want to go to therapy with you or do you want to go to therapy with them? <laughs> okay. It's an important question, folks. Do, do you want to go to therapy with me or do I want to go to therapy with you? Which one is it? Okay. Which one is it? Because a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, like I said, we want to be, we want to be dragging people to therapy. They don't want to be there. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. And feel free to answer Ms. Applejacks or don't, or don't, or don't, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Next, um, Okay, yes, we both want it, but I'm thinking if we need it too soon, are we forcing this? A great question. I would really need some context, and I'm not asking you to share it all on Instagram. You can put it in the question box if you want, and I can get some, and I can maybe answer it from like a kind of, if you want to. I don't, I'm not ask, I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's, it, it, that is soon for a couple, it is soon, you know, um, are we forcing this? It's a great question. I think just the fact that you're willing to wonder if you're forcing it is a is just a, is just good in itself. Because um, yeah, you asked how soon is it normal, which told me asked me average. But now we're saying, but it's a few weeks, and it's true that that is early. Okay, that that few weeks we can say is early. Um, oh, it's already in here. Oh, okay. Okay, let me come back to it. Let me come back to it. This is, this is that's interesting. It's interesting. I want to come back to it. I want to give it some time, okay? I want to give it some time because you've been here since the beginning. Okay, the next thing. Um, how can I be at my best with an avoidant partner? Oh, we've already done it. So, so you can't be at your best, okay? Start from, start from, start from that. Learn to express your needs. Identify from the behavior. What is the need that's not being met? How is it making you feel? What is the need? Keep it focused on I, I, I. Um, if the person is able and willing, you're coming to the compromise and negotiation table. Okay. And then couples therapy, if the person is able or able and willing. Able and willing. Let's move on. We've got two questions and then we'll go to the question box. So if you have other questions, put them in the question box and then we'll go. I'm thinking we probably got like 20, 30 more minutes. Um, when to give, this is the question, when to give up on an avoidant who deactivates slash ignores for months, but you love very much. Let me read it for y'all again. When to give up on an avoidant who deactivates slash ignores for months, but you love very much. Now, the first thing that stood out to me was the word deactivates. That's like how therapists talk about it. 
deactivation strategy. When when y'all be talk when y'all start talking about protest behaviors, deactivation strategies, and some of y'all on this call and I know it and I love you anyway. But sometimes but but what that says to me is you've been doing some research. You've you're stressed. You're stressed. <laughs> Woo, Anna, you're stressed because now you've got the now you have the the glossary just kind of and you're 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 literally I know what this is like. Trust me. Oh my god, do I know? And now you're just going through your day naming things and and different behaviors and dynamics and you have turned into a whole mini therapist. Okay. Um I see that in the question box uh Lagar, um and I'm going to answer that. Um YPL says, I think you answered your own question and know the truth. You know what? We can't just, we're not just going to jump off the cliff. We have to, you know, we're going to, we, right. We said we need, we have to touch the knot and massage it out. Right. Right. So even when we know sometimes it's that, right. We said that it's the emotional process that makes this difficult. It's a very simple solution, but it's the emotional process that makes it difficult. And we're going to respect and honor that and answer the question as it was asked. Deactivates. No, you're on him talking. Deactivates. You've been doing some research. I'm with you in that you know that it's stressful, YPL. You know this person knows that it's stressful. You've had you've now put labels and identifications on it. You are Googling, Googling, Googling. YouTubing, YouTubing, YouTubing. Okay. Um <clears throat> that should it should tell you something, right? You know, I saw something. Let me stay on track. We have to wonder here. It's not that love is not a part of these kinds of dynamics. I don't know you or this person. And so I can't, I think it is reckless and inappropriate for people to just jump into it's not love. Like I think that that in itself can be a bit traumatizing for people. And so um, I, I, I'm not coming to any conclusion about whether it's love or not whether a love or not exists in the relationship. Now, what we do know, what we can speak on, is that attachment is absolutely here, okay? Whether or not love is truly in there, we don't know. And that's not actually the question. And what's interesting is that you tried to justify your your dilemma with love. Does, is anybody hearing this? Is anybody hearing this? That we are justifying here behavior that you know is inappropriate to put it nicely inappropriate in a relationship because oh oh sometimes you know i just get it right on my forehead because love love but you this person deactivates and ignore you use the word ignore you use the word ignore which says that there has been a reach out a bid for attention and it is being dismissed or rejected denied okay so you say ignored but you love them very much. Do we see that? Understand. Understand this. Everybody, listen up. <laughs> when you are justifying someone else's behavior with your love, you are in red flag territory. You are in red flag territory. Okay? Can we agree? <laughs> Can we agree? So I'm saying that something really, really hurts me, really bothers me. That's what you're saying. Someone deactivates and ignores me for months. But I love you very much. So now it's almost like, well, F the behavior because love. 
And I want you to just, it's not, I'm not saying that love is or isn't present. What I am saying is that using it as a justification to slide over disrespect and deficiency, straight deficiency, is always going to trap you. Because at this point, now we're doing it to ourselves, okay? Now we're doing it to ourselves. Okay, what's love got to do with it when I'm being disrespected and it's a, a totally deficient relationship? Truly, what, then Then what love? Then what is, then if, okay. I'm, let me catch, let me, let me get my, let me get my bearings. Let me get my bearings. If love, okay, here we go. If love was the just supposed to ease all of your pain and ease that if that was the great massager of the disappointment that you're clearly feeling and the hurt and rejection if if love was supposed to do it then what is the question if if love is this big like heals all like if love if 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 love is such a big mover in this relationship, then why do we have the question at all? Then why do we have the question at all? So that's just something that, it's just sort of like some things to think about. But okay, thinking about love versus attachment. Um, we're in dangerous territory with ourselves when, um, when we're in dangerous territory with ourselves when we have become um, identified with the attachment itself and not necessarily the person. Let me put it to you like this. The character of someone, I don't know this person, but I'm just saying the in general, the character or the mindset, the behaviors, the wherever that person is at to be able to treat you in this way is typically not something that you love. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? That the behavior, just talk, just the behavior itself, someone ignores me, someone deactivates and ignore that I've been Googling about because I know all the link. Someone deactivates and ignores me for months. That behavior is typically not something that you love or enjoy. And so we have to wonder what is it that I love? Is that that, that, that kind of behavior doesn't typically come out of a personality that I love? That kind of behavior doesn't typically, ignoring and deactivating, treating me poorly, doesn't typically come out of someone's care, a character. I'm talking about like a set of personality traits, qualities, the character of something, someone that I love. And so I have to ask myself, please write it down. Say, save yourself. Save yourself. What is it then that I love? Just for, and then from here, so I want you to suspend, just make it possible. What if it wasn't the person? What if, what if it's the hope of what it could be that I love? What if it's the potential that I really love? What if it's the, the fantasy that I love? What if it's the investment that I put in that I really love? What if it's the, what if, what if, what if that? What if it's the it's it's the the process that I'm feeling so attached to and identified with, but not necessarily the personality or the character that is birthing, that is doing this behavior that I really don't even like. Oh, what in the world? Okay, hold on. There we go. 
This is good so far. Okay, so we're about halfway. Oh, I'll be almost halfway through it. Somewhere around there. We're somewhere around the halfway point. Um, I'm curious to know what you think of the format. Okay, I'm curious to know what you think of the format. I don't. I think this is the first. I don't know if this is. This isn't the first time I've done a live like this. I don't know. Maybe it is the first episode ever like this. So let me know what you think. Um, good time to maybe like take a break and go write a review, a sentence or two, hit those stars. You know what I'm saying? Star, 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 star. That's five. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Um, okay. Let's get back to it. But we start to associate the attachment and the hope itself with the literal person. And so we think I can't lose you. When really, I can't. Lo- I don't want to lose love. I don't want to lose opportunity. I don't want to lose time or energy. I really, I'm attached to that. And so, because it that has been intertwined, confangled with you, now I think it's John. I think John is what I need. But no, what it is that you need, I don't. I don't know you. I, right? I'm going. I'm just going to keep going. Maybe, maybe what it is is that I really need an opportunity to express this part of myself, this loving part of me. What if it's that? What if? What if? It's the opportunity to love that I'm really attached to. Then when we continue down that that road, we end up coming to a place where we say, okay, that part of me is so good, but I'm plugging into the wrong source because this source is short-circuiting. I am upset. This source that I'm plugging into, that I'm plugging my plug into is short-circuiting, but this part of me is so good. And maybe the attachment, that, 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 that desire to attach and be with someone, maybe that needs to be plugged into a source that that actually produces something to enjoy light rather than darkness if we want to keep going with the metaphor you understand what I'm saying y'all got it now this person says I think um I see you this this question I think it has to do exactly with this question which is why I'm going to answer it what if they say they're making an attempt to change after 10 years Are you willing to have 10 more years? Are you, they're making in a, they, they, there's so many things wrong with just this thing. And it's not about you. I just want to, I want to reflect to you what this sounds like. Okay. They say, they say they are making an attempt to change. So at this point, we don't even have anything on the books. Where, where's the collection? 10 years. It's time to collect. Please do not just be satisfied after 10 years with a, well, maybe so. Still? See, and this is, this is, they're right now are going to counseling. Hey, talk yourself into it if you want to. I want you to understand what we do. I want you to understand what we do to ourselves. Talk yourself into it if you want to. I can't, no one can make a decision for you, right? You only, you know, how much time you're willing to spend only, you know, you might legitimately have 10 more years in you with a maybe you might. That's not everybody. Now what Taylor does would, uh, is different than what somebody else might do. Only, you know, how much, how much resource, and I'm talking about emotional resource, attention, affection. I'm talking about mental space. 
Okay, only you know how much you're willing to give. And so you always get to make that decision, okay? But I'm going to give you, you ask me, I'm going to tell you what I mean for me, okay? Oh, still, you get to make the decision. And I'm also going to say that I want to put it into perspective for you. After 10 years, you're still getting a word that I might make an attempt. What do I always say, y'all? Able and willing. You've got potentially willing. Are they even able? Lord knows I'm about to go into it. Somebody, some people genuinely say, you know what? I'm willing to take a look at myself. And they might not truly, I'm being so serious. I'm not trying to, I'm really not, I'm being, I want you to understand what's going on here. Not everybody has the capacity the, the actual ability to even satisfy you, even when they make an attempt, it can still not be enough. Now, I don't know this person, right? But I, I want you to just understand the risks, okay? I want you have to, you have to understand the risk so you can make a good decision for yourself. Just because someone is, I say, able and willing, I always put them together. I always, always, always put them together because someone can be able and be unwilling. Someone can be willing and be unable. You need them both. So you're getting some hints of willingness. I think that that's nice. But are they actually able? You really don't know. Do you, that's the only question that you can have, you can answer for yourself is do you have the emotional and mental, spiritual resource, physical resource to continue to give for an indefinite amount of time. Because it's always indefinite. You really do not know um, what's going to, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the result is going to be. So we're trying to help you here. Time is precious. Jasmine says time is precious. And if someone is okay with going that long without communicating, then they don't respect you and what you two have. And when you hold on to that, you can lose out on your true soulmate. That's what Jasmine said. Okay, so and the word ignores is is such is so important. Ignore is a big word. Ignore is a very very big word. Again, that means that I have reached and you have. Ignore implies consciousness. Like I know that you reached out and I am literally choosing not to. You know how traumatizing that is. Think about it like a baby because this is your inner child that is unre- that is has a so has a problem. I need to turn on a light in a second. Laura, I've been gone for so long. Um, how, think about a baby that is crying in a crib, and parent just walks on, just doesn't even doesn't blink, doesn't respond, doesn't look in, doesn't reach in, doesn't just ignore. Just as like, yeah, I know you want me, but nah. That would that makes you sick. And if it doesn't, it should. That should make you incredibly disturbed. And that you would treat yourself like that is a big problem. Okay? That you would treat yourself like that is a big problem. Because it's the same emotional process. Same emotional same emotional principle. Okay? So when a baby cries and the parent just ignores it, you're disgusted by that. You can't understand why a parent would do that. So why would you accept that? as an adult to another adult that has full consciousness and control over their decisions and behavior, they are intentionally ignoring you. That's what the question says. Uh, When to give up on an avoidant who deactivates and ignores you for months, but you love very much. Look, love. Have we done it? Have we, um, now I have one more thing for you who answered, who answered this question right after I turn on this light. Okay. I got to turn on this light. We've been going for almost two hours. Y'all I got to turn on the light. Sundunk went down. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Take off, I took off my mic. 
I got to turn on this light, y'all. Can we see? Okay, great. Oof, this is a long live. This is a long live. And to think it was, I was only going to, I was like, didn't I say at the beginning? I said, we're going to be in here for 20 minutes. (laughs) Look, it's been an hour, 40 minutes. Okay, so I need, yeah, yeah, no. No. The answer is no to this the question. When to give up on an avoidant who deactivates? I just can't stop reading it. When to give up on an avoidant who deactivates and ignores you for months but you love very much? I think we've just we've just really dug this thing into the ground. But I have one more thing. Fear. Sometimes, y'all, after so long, whether it's 10 years or less, whatever, or more, because the person came in and said 10 years, look. Sometimes it's really not um, the person that you're trying to get. It's the it's the fear that you don't want realized. You're running from the fear of being alone, the fear that you've run out of time, the fear that there aren't going to be any more opportunities. And so you'll hang on. I don't know if this is you or not, but the fear. So you hang on to people. This is anxiety. Hanging on to people who are grossly underperforming, grossly underperforming. I'm being really nice in the wording, but grossly underperforming. But, and you're like, but, but I, but I, but I love you. I want you to think about the, any fear that you have that might be motivating you to continue the pursuit that is firing up the hope, right? If I fear that this is my last shot, if I fear that no one else is going to find me attractive, if I fear that I just put too much time in and I don't know if I have any more time, if I fear that, you will continue, you, when we're motivated by that, it gives you motivation to cling on to things that really are underserving you, to put it nicely. I think, let me not be nice, that are hurting you. To, be, to reach for something that you love and you and they are deactivating and ignoring you for months you are hurt, but the only emotion you put up in the question is love. I want to know about the pain. Have you wrote about that? How much it hurts when somebody does this to you? But it's when the fear supersedes all of that, it just it doesn't even matter anymore because the fear is so big. I don't want to realize being alone. I don't want to realize as in live in, live in the reality of being by myself or having to go out and date again. And if that supersedes your own emotional health, there's nothing I could tell you. There's nothing I could tell you. Because it's, it's too much of a motivator. Fear is incredibly motivating. But we call it love. Fear and love, the huge motivators. So we call it love because we want it to be that, but a lot of times it's fear. I fear losing you. I fear being alone. I fear all that kind of stuff. Okay. Woo, this is deep, isn't it? I wasn't expecting this. Jazzo said, my aha moment from this is we need to take care of our adult selves the way we would take care of our younger selves. There we go. Maybe we didn't have protection of our parents when we were younger. Yep, but we are strong enough to take care of ourselves now. You got it. You got it. I love it. YPL said, courage to love yourself, to, um, to take that one step, one step, one step, one step. I like that. Make it pl- one step, 
One step. Can you be in the discomfort for, I, 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 I was just telling someone we were on a call, we were on a session or something. And I said, um, okay, they were new to this. They were new to this. And I said, okay, that moment that you think, cause usually at the beginning of the work with a lot of people, it's like, we have a, there's like a detox. I actually used to call it a literal detox, the relationship detox. That was when I first started the practice. Anyway, um, there's usually a period at the beginning before we can actually get into the real doing the con- reconfiguring everything. We need to get that like a one big pressing issue up out the way. Some of y'all know this that have worked with me that are on this um, live right now. Um, we were saying how I was saying how right when you think that you can't do another day without them, do one more day. 14 days, your usual marker, when you, when you, when you went back and, and gave it another shot, go 15. Go 15. And then you get to day 18, and you're like, oh, I just can't do it. Go 19. I'm telling you, one day at a time, one thing at a time. And that's, that's, so, that's so real for a lot of people. Some of you are, are, are further along, but I want you to understand how difficult it is at the beginning stages to even believe that you can do something, believe that it can, we can be different. It's so overwhelming. All of these things that we're talking about. Can you just do one more day? Can you do that? What can you start? You're like, Oh, therapy is just so hard. And I don't know if I can handle it. Can you do one more session? And then every time that happens, you just ask yourself, you just need one more. I need, I, I was going to log off of the workshop. I wasn't cause a lot of that, that happens to people. It's not, it gets upsetting. It's triggering. And then, but can you hang on for just five more minutes when, right when you thought that you were going to stop, Right when you thought that you were going to do the thing that you've always done, even though you say you want to do something new, right before, right before you're about to make a U-turn, keep going in the, the new direction. That's how we build a new habit. That's how we build new patterns. That's how you get a new experience. But if you don't hang on long enough to see a different experience, it will never be real to you. It's all just theory. It's all just an idea. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy of a better life. So you've literally got to take that one step and see, okay, this is what that one step feels like. Okay, I'm good. I'm safe. Okay. All right. Things are still moving. All right. All right. I got it cool and you can hang on for a little bit longer and when you feel like you're about to get depleted you go one more step one more step one more step you just need one you just need one every single time that happens every single time you want to make a u-turn you need one more day you need 10 more minutes you need to just go one more one more unit i said whatever the degree of difficulty I want you, I don't need you leaps and bounds above, especially at the beginning. Now, you know, we need to push it a little bit, maybe at some time down the road, but I don't need you leaps and bounds above. I need you plus one, plus one. However set, however hard this is, I need you to be plus one. Just go plus one above it. That's it. That's it. Just that much energy, that much energy. All right. Woo. Fear of leaving the relationship and going straight into the same patterns. That made, let me see. Fear of leaving the relationship. That's the fear that might be keeping you hanging on. And going straight in same patterns that made you leave the first one. Whatever, I think think we're on the right track. I think that we're on the right track. (laughs) Nisha said she's supposed to be cleaning up for her birthday, but she's here listening to things. That's awesome. You need the willingness, otherwise there's no purpose. Absolutely. All right. Fear. So we talked about love versus attachment. We talked about fear. We talked about being realistic about what's really going on with someone who deactivates and ignores you for months when you love them very much. Okay, next up. 
This person, and then I'm going to go into the question box. Woo. Um, last one, the per- this person asked, what's the most important thing in this work? It's literally believing that you can do it. I know it sounds corny. I know we've been hearing it since kindergarten. It's so true. It's believing you can do it. It's believing this is for you. It's believing that this isn't just reserved for special people or people who are uh, this smart or in this area or this or, you know, have that much money or whatever. It's for you. It really is for you. It really is for you. And the longer you try to other yourself and make it like you're so difficult and your past is so traumatic that just the, the solutions that are working for other people don't work for you, that's you locking yourself out, okay? It's not too big and bad. It's not too big and bad. Like you really can't. You were made to live your life in your whole full, your whole full self. If anybody... If anybody is supposed to overcome whatever you got going on, it's you. You're the one. <laughs> You're it. It's not, it's not anybody. It's literally you. Your, your life. There is nothing that has happened, nothing done to you, nothing not done for you that is not literally for you to demolish, to overcome, to move forward from. It's literally the struggles are designed for you to challenge and overcome them. They're literally yours. They're yours. They're yours. It's not some, somebody else doesn't have to come and say, it's it's designed for you. It's designed for you. Okay. So you've really got to, you've got to believe that you can, you've got to believe that you can do it. You've got to believe that you're not, you're not, so broken and so destroyed that you cannot also live a healthy, happy life. Okay. I'm telling that I'm telling you, that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Now then there's other things like being consistent and, and, and asking the right and asking good questions, the right questions, um, being willing to be wrong, getting, get, leaving your ego aside and not being so scared or so defensive that we can't actually communicate. Those are all things that it's like, I mean, we could talk about all the other, but the, the ultimate big thing is like, I got to believe this for me. I got to believe I can do this. I got to believe that if I, that, that I, I'm expecting a, a, a full return on my investment. I'm expecting that w- what I pour in, I'm going to get back tenfold. I told, I believe it. Okay, and that's that's how confident I want you to be. I'm I'm just telling you, I want you, I want you to have just have it. I want you to just have that, because if you don't, you'll just be like you'll you'll be gathering information and you'll be always thinking like, well, I don't know. I mean, it might not be for me. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I had. I don't know. I don't know. And that just keeps you stuck. Keeps you stuck. You got to believe you can do it. All right, let's go to the questions. Um, just a couple. So back to this, uh, the question about uh, how soon is too soon. And to go into couples therapy, and you all have been um, relating for a few weeks. Um, and this is the con- a couple of contexts. Let's see. They're having communication issues, she says. Just part two. Everything is great, but we've had some hiccups due to our childhood trauma, but feel our connection is worth us getting counseling. Is that weird within the first month of dating? I think it's a good question. Let's think about this. Everything is great, but we've had some hiccups due to our childhood trauma. What are some hiccups? 
Are we talking about like the anxious avoidant thing where someone like withdraw? Is that the, is that what we're talking about? What are the hiccups? Because sometimes someone says hiccups and it's it's more like a choke, like I'm uh, I'm drowning, like or, or sometimes it's legitimately like a like speed bumps. So I want to understand what you mean by hiccups. Are we talking about the anxious avoidant thing where I'm feeling a bit nervous about our connection for for whatever reason and the other person becomes absent when I really need you present. Is that what we're talking about? Give me some context and then we'll come back to that question. Um, this question, the gaslighting and dismissing from the avoidant is something my inner child can't deal with. How can my adult self deal with it? Um, are you still on this call? Are you still on this call? The gaslighting and dismissive from the avoidant is something my inner child can't deal with. How can my adult self deal with it? Why do you want to be figure out how to deal with gaslighting and and being dismissed? We kind of went into that. We kind of went into that a bit, right? So I want to know what you what you think about that because we kind of said that we don't need to. Uh, you don't need to train yourself to deal with extremes. It's one thing to be reasonable in your expectations. It's different to literally try to get yourself to accept something that is so extreme and inappropriate, um, like being gaslit and dismissed. So we wonder about that. Let me see what else we want to say about this question. That's really, honestly, that really needs to be answered first. It's like, what, what is that about? Like, why are we being, why do we want to figure out how to be gaslit and dismissed? Is a better question, how do I um, leave that? Okay, cool. So you missed that when you were, when you were shy. I think you're going to get a lot out of that. So I want you to watch the replay. I really do. I really do. I really do. Okay, I appreciate you staying on, though. But I definitely, we definitely talked about, like, uh, why you don't want to train yourself to be in an extreme. That is extreme to be gaslit and dismissed. So we wonder about that. That's really not necessarily, like, an inner child thing. That's, like, a reasonable adult-to-adult, like, inappropriate behavior that shouldn't be happening in a relationship. Um, So... Yeah, but a good question though because we don't want to confuse it. We don't want to make it we don't want to make this an inner child thing like okay, if I just heal my childhood, then being gaslit won't be so bothersome. Yeah, it will because it's going to it's going to hurt regardless. The bottom line is to be dismissed and gaslit in a relationship regardless of the status of your progress with inner child work is inappropriate. And so we wouldn't try to train ourselves to deal with it and I wouldn't coach someone to deal with it. Okay. So Jason, come back in my DMs and and let me know if you have any questions about it though. Once you see that part, okay. So back to this, back to the question about it's been a couple weeks. Um, should we go into couples therapy? Uh, hiccups in communication. She's giving us context. So let me scroll up. She says hiccups meaning both trying to be heard. He's super emotional and expressive, uh, and I'm an Aquarius. Both hiccups mean both trying to be heard. He's super emotional. So it gets escalated. I think, okay, you have more. He thinks I'm not listening or paying attention when I am. So we've discussed the why behind it. And then his issue with me is that I get super passionate and worked up when trying to explain and defend myself. But we discuss it and move on. So we both want to work on us individually and maybe work as a couple too. Otherwise, he treats me like a queen. I'm getting flagged. I'm getting flagged. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. I'm not even trying to be dramatic. But since you're here, do you really want to know what I think? I mean, really, do you really want to know what I, do you want to know what I think? Or do you want to know like what the thing, I mean, really, we need to, cause there's, two, we could really go about this two different ways. 
uh, you want to know what I think? <laughs> or well, you want to know? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, anybody else experiencing some flags on the play? I'm experiencing some flags. Okay. Um, why are we, why, what is the escalation about so, or what are we even arguing about at this point? A couple of weeks, we're talking about three to four. So why are we even getting worked up? Now, we can all, can we all see that we're here? We're, we're, we're already, already, like, we're up and down. Why am I, why is everything so great and sometimes in a couple of weeks to the point where we need therapy? So before we go any further, let's just see that. Let's just see that in itself. You know what I'm thinking? Because you know what I'm, let me, let me just repeat it. I'm trying not to do it. I'm trying not to go too far. <laughs> I know you can, Alexander. I know you can. So I'm trying not to go too far. But we can already see, like, we're getting peaks and valleys in a very short span of time. Peaks and valleys over relationships are normal. But the but take it like X and Y axis, axis right? I shouldn't have, like a, like, a, like, a blip of a peak and then in a very short range dive into the valley and then short range tomorrow I'm up in a peak I'm a queen and then I don't listen to you and then so which so who are you to questions 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 because I wonder yeah Jux as you see it the highs and lows so we have to wonder why does someone oh this is gonna help somebody I hope you're listening Miss Applejack I hope you're listening please and if somebody, if you're not listening to this, somebody else gonna get something out of this. Let me get. Let's go. Got it. All right. Look. Why is my whole why? How? It's always concerning. Start here. It's t- it's concerning when someone has one perception of you on a Monday and a different perception of you on a Thursday. Are you a queen or do you not listen? I'm not asking you. I'm just saying, like, why do, Why are there these shifting perceptions of me? It shouldn't be such a quick turnover. It really, it really shouldn't. The, the turnover is really fast. Not to mention the, the, the quick. Why is this thing going so? Why is, what is happening? Do you all feel this? Do we feel things like, why, is it, why are things moving so quick? Okay. Um, communication issues are, are common, are common. Okay. You say major red flag. Okay. Okay. Common though. You know, we can do, um, they're common in across, across relationships, but you know, you know, but yeah, they are, it is, is pink flaggy for sure. Um, <laughs> Ashley said, girl, Run. Um, Alexis is talking about major red flags. Alexandria dropped 29 red flags up there. Okay, so we just want you, hey, we just want you to look at it. Because, you know, now we're just talking at this point. I've been on here for two hours. <sighs> Got nothing to do. I think I was feeling really refreshed after the Virginia trip. Anyway, let's talk about intermittent reinforcement. Let's talk about how this really could go. Let's expand it. Let's expand it, Miss Applejack. Let's expand it. Let's just have some fun with it since we're here. 
since we're talking about it, since now we're all up in your business. Um, I agree we all have issues. I'm not trying to judge and be open as both healing. He explained his whys, and I understand, so I'm just trying to be sure because I'm a flight person. Ooh! Well, we got a couple things going on. But I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we're talking. Okay, um... She, has, she wants to make sure she's not self-sabotaging and not giving a chance. Look, it's almost like right when somebody starts being aware of like, oh, dang, like maybe I have sabotaged relationships in the past. Then something comes along that's like, no, for real, like this really isn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the person's like, well, you know, maybe it's me. And it's like the one time that we're like, but it's not. <laughs> like, what if it's not? You know what I'm saying? But I hear you, though. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, that's a really common thing. It's like, so you have to be aware of that because this happens all the time. Like, I promise you this is not uncommon for, like, someone to be like, dang, I've been messing this stuff up. I've been messing this stuff up. Now, when the flags come, let me try to ride it out a little bit longer. Let me try to, I don't want to jump to conclusions. I don't want to, when it's, like, maybe the time to be like, oh, wait a second. Actually, this is something to really take your flight. Maybe, Maybe you're actually reading it right. But I understand that makes it complicated. The question is, is it emotionally safe? I think it's really dangerous when someone's like, when you know it's not emotionally safe, but it's like, well, uh, maybe if I get better, it'll feel better. But what about right now? You're So are you willing to, and everybody gets to make their own decision. Are you willing to incur the damage now because maybe later it won't feel so painful or it won't make, It'll make more sense once you do more therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need you to under, I need you. I'm not saying you, I'm I'm talking away from you and I'm talking in general, right? Well, you have to hear ourselves, right? Like, well, maybe when I start healing my childhood trauma, his, the, all of the shifts won't, won't hurt so much. What? Well, if you're willing to incur the damage now, okay, everybody gets to make their own decisions, but don't make, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Those are, those, are, those are quick turnarounds and uh, some quick turnarounds, some super happy times versus let's go to therapy in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mark. All right. Any question? Any more questions about that? That was a good one. I really appreciate you for sharing that because I think that that's I think I think that the question, everything that came from that question is so helpful. And so I just appreciate you even sharing it. And for asking the questions, because I can tell that there's a lot going on, right? There's a lot that you're considering and you're trying to make the best decision for yourself. And obviously, like I'm over here, I don't, I've never, I've never met you. We've never communicated at all. So I literally have this super objective standpoint on it. Um, But I think what we're also hearing for everyone that's been reading the comments and listening in, I think what we're hearing is how difficult it is. Emo- Didn't we say that simple, some simple concepts that we're talking about, but that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, I'm creating some, some simple ways to see it, but can we see how difficult it is to emotionally accept it? Can we, can, can, can we see it? Can any of us, can it, can we, can we see how difficult it is to separate the emotions of the excitement and of the opportunity from maybe the reality you know, so that that's why it's so important to do this kind of stuff in community. I really like that. I really like us being able to do that. That's why I like groups so much and workshops and stuff. Because you can you gotta hear it with other people. We've gotta be able to see we've gotta be able to see like, well dang, that actually is hard. Well dang, I was actually thinking the same thing. Well dang. 
And it's um it's hard for someone to be so brave to do that, so to even share it. So thanks. All right, let's keep going. Ooh, a couple more. This is the longest podcast I've ever recorded in my life. Two hours and 15 minutes. Jeez Louise. YPL says, something for another day. How do you deal with your adult child when you when you see narcissistic traits, manipulating, lying, gaslighting, etc.? Yeah, right. That is a different day. That is a different day. Um, good question, though. But, uh, yeah, different conversation. This question from Ray, is there a difference between anxious and avoidant dynamic versus a trauma bond? Yeah, by definition, but not necessarily by experience. Okay, great. Thanks, Ms. Applejacks, for the opportunity to have um, a, a commercial break for the workshop, Attachment Styles, um, Understanding Yours and Everyone Else's, on Saturday, July 2nd. The link is in my bio. It's free to come. Okay, it's on Zoom. Is there a difference between the anxious and avoidant dynamic versus a trauma bond? By definition, yes. By experience, it looks very much the same. It doesn't really, it honestly doesn't matter what it is. It really doesn't. I think, like, for someone's own interest or intrigue and, and like, for the purpose of, like, having language to talk about it, like, okay. But for your emotional process, you just got to know that there's a problem. You got to know it's a problem, right? So regardless of whether it's an anxious avoidance dynamic or if it's a trauma bond, but let's just describe it anyway real quick. Um, basically, in an anxious avoidant dynamic, there is a pursuer and a distancer, Okay, where someone there, someone is more overtly anxious, and then the other person seems overly distant. Okay, um, which creates this like contentious dynamic of feeling like we can never, we just can't settle into each other. Okay, we just can't settle together. There's always this feeling of like this fear that you're going to leave me, or this fear that you're going to smother me, and so we're fighting each other, but in relationship with each other at the same time. Um, I would say that adding in codependent, the word codependent makes us an even better question. Like, are, is anxious avoidant trauma bond and codependency all the same? Yeah, pretty much. Where like I have become, I'm working out my internal issues through my person. Okay. I'm trying to get my needs met through this person. When we're talking about a tra- like uh, anxious avoidant, the anxious person's trying to get their need for intimacy met through this person. They usually feel very, um, alone and feel like loneliness is a is a big issue for the anxious type um and so I need that's just one example there's so many other ones but let's just go with that one so now I need this avoidant type to fill in this blank for me because I cannot create the feeling of wholeness on my own trauma bond can be it's like a similar dynamic where like there's this contentious relationship. I want you, but I hate you. I love you, but never. I, I hate you, but never leave me. I love you, but I don't really like you. Like it's just this back and forth, and that's how an anxious avoidant type often feels. Like why is it that I have these? I feel I have these feelings for you, but I also can't stand you, and you're really hurting me a lot. When it comes to the trauma bond, I think the only other thing I would add for the differentiator is that it's much more bond being past stuff more is more a part of the conversation anxious avoidant we can deal with it like strictly from a what's happening right now let's change this that that right now and we don't have to bring in that past issue does that make sense for you so it can look you can experience those things in very much the same way the difference is like in definition doesn't really matter though um 
I might, that was a long answer. All right, here we go. Last one. Jeez. Lagar says, part one, I'm an anxious partner in an open relationship with an avoidant partner. I have communicated my need, part two, needs of talking, calling each other at least once a week. He agreed to do it and did for a few part three weeks and then went back to calling only when he wants. He wants to talk on WhatsApp all the time. Uh, Are you in the United States? Are you in the United States? Like what? Because that's, I mean, genuine. Let's just get the, let's just get the basic part down. Lagar, are, if you're on here and this person is saying they want to talk on WhatsApp all the time, are you in the United States? And are that, is that person also in the United States? And you're both in the United States, but this person only wants to talk on WhatsApp? That's just basic question number one. Let's just get our bearings here. Okay. Um, now, apart from that, now I have seen this happen time and time again. We're almost done, y'all. It's almost been two and a half hours. I've seen it. You know what? Commercial break. If you've been getting something out of this podcast, go ahead and just get off and cash at me. You know what I'm saying? Because I asked for these on my podcast. When you listen to it on Apple, you're going to hear it anyway. So if you're getting something out of it, go ahead and throw the cash up. And then also, um, if you want to go through PayPal or Venmo, you can find me using my business address. You know, don't be just a scavenger on the Internet trying to get things for free. Like, you know, the law of reciprocity states that in order to um, reap the harvest, you must sow into it. So that's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, that's kind of like the natural law. So anyway, if you want to... um, If you want to um, donate to the offering bucket, I have a cash app and that's my email for PayPal and Venmo up there because we've been on this thing for two and a half hours. I mean, this is really good stuff, honestly. Really is. So anyway, um, okay, Lagar said that one person is in Italy and one is in Mexico. Wait, are you talking about two different people? Are you in Italy or Mexico? Are these two different, uh, are these two different babies? One is in Italy and one is in Mexico and you're in the United States. Who is in Italy and who is in Mexico? We, we have to have more. Uh, I need more context. Anyway, seeing this time and time again, anxious people trying to be in open relationships with avoidant types to appease the avoid. I got to get, get to the point. We got to go to appease the avoidant, uh, to, in other words, accommodate their lack of commitment. Lagar, I'm about to make this point. Uh, Lagar's in Mexico and he's in Italy. Okay, so he wants to talk on WhatsApp. Got it. It would be different if everybody was in the United States and someone is only able to talk to you on WhatsApp. Anyway, anyway. Okay. So so this person, you're in an open relationship. You're in, you identify as anxious this other person identifies as avoidant. You have agreed to be in an open relationship. You made your need you made your needs for communication clear. He agreed. He did it for a few weeks and then he went back to communicating the way that he naturally does. And now your question is actually you didn't even have a question. You just sh- honestly, you actually didn't have a question. You just shared it. I guess the question is what is it what do, what do you do? Is that the question? Are you all hearing the context? Someone she's in Mexico. He's in Italy. She identifies as anxious. He's avoidant. She's agreed to be in an open relationship. He doesn't communicate the way that she would like. Um, even though he agreed that he would, he's back to his natural way. Um, 
He only wants to communicate via WhatsApp. Anxious people trying to be in open relationships is so far off. I'm just going to say it because, you know, we have to wrap this thing. And I appreciate you being here tonight for the whole time. I really do. It is so far off what you just need. Like anxious avoided types can can be an open relationship. They don't like they don't want to commit. Um, they want to keep their options open. They don't want to feel smothered. If they're both in the United States and he only uh, Lele is asking, what if they're both in the United States? If they're both in the United States and someone only wanted to communicate via WhatsApp, we have to wonder if he's even paying a cell phone bill. That's honestly, we would just wonder like, why can't I communicate with you via like normal phone call? Like if both people were in the United States and someone says, I only want to communicate via WhatsApp, my next question would be, are you in the same city and state? Does this person, have you ever met this person? Do they say that they're in the United States, but they only want to communicate in WhatsApp because they're across the country and you don't, or they're in a different country and you don't know that? I would wonder if this person is paying a cell phone bill or if you're just using data on WhatsApp to communicate with you. Those are the questions that I would wonder about if they're both in the United States lately. Good question. Let's go back to the point. So far off base, anxious types trying to be in open relationships. You are trigger central. You are in, you have, (laughs) you see, I'm getting tired. You have set up shop in Triggerville. You are going to be jealous, suspicious, wondering, wanting I mean that's a really big ask of yourself and let me go back to this point a lot of times I see anxious types doing this and I I understand I get them I see anxious type doing this when they don't don't want to ask for too much or it's too early and I don't know like no so I guess like just to have them right now I'll do the open relationship thing and maybe they'll eventually choose me or maybe like they'll see like how good my love is and then they'll want to be with me or because it's so early I don't feel that I'm entitled to ask for monogamy or or um, not ask them necessarily but just in general uh well I guess I do mean with them anyway Anyway, and then like in general that you might not actually be comfortable or feel like worthy of having an exclusive monogamous relationship when that's what you really want and would satisfy your needs in a much more natural way than someone coming him coming up out of himself to be a monog to appear monogamous to you when that's not what he signed up for. That's not what he signed up for. So you're asking someone to who wanted a real open relationship that you agreed to he didn't sign up to communicate in, a, in an exclusive monogamous way. Okay, that's not who this person is. And so what it is that you're asking for is incongruent with the literal framework of the relationship. You have set up shop in Triggerville. So on top of all that, you're an anxious type. Who and even a secure type in an open relationship, sometimes I mean it's like, what are your needs truly being met, right? Or are you trying to appease somebody else to keep them? But a lot of times, the anxious type, you're um, scared, scared of losing them, scared, scared of asking for too much. So on top of all this, you got other people that you know about. It's one thing to have somebody doing something on the low low. You really don't know about it. You really kind of like I'm really not gonna ask some questions, but you know. I'm not trying to make it sound worse than it is. I'm literally actually just calling it what it is. You literally know that this person has access to or wants to and or wants to have more access to people, more people other than you. 
and you're asking for communication to try to fill in, to try to make up for that, it can't. I'm trying so hard to drill this point because I've literally seen it time and time again, and I'm like, oh, God. Everyone can make their own decisions, but let me, you're asking me the question, so let me go ahead and lay it out for you, all the risks, okay? So you're kind of implying through the question, you know, because you said that he, he used to communicate on the WhatsApp and now he's not, and you're kind of implying that if he were to just communicate with you more regularly, on top of this, y'all in different countries, trigger central, I mean, Lord, anyway, so you're kind of implying that if he were to communicate more, that that would uh, ease your anxiety. It's about to be something else right after that. If he, even if he were to call you and check in, now what are you doing? Listening in the background. Now you're tracking the, um, I know because I know you're tight. I'm not being, it's not personal. I'm just saying. Right now, even when they do call, what you're going to be wondering about what time they're calling. Was it, was it earlier or later than last time? What were they doing before? It's later than they usually do. So what were they really doing? So it's not really about in this kind of situation. It's really not about you needing more communication. It's you really needing someone who's, who's willing to be monogamous and give you the attention um, and the affection that you, that you need. I mean, that's kind of what we're really talking about. Well, this was an interesting conversation. I'll tell you that. Again, uh, you know, if you got something out of it, my cash app is Tay Chan. I ask for this on all of my podcasts so that people are getting getting something out of it. I always um, pass around the offering bucket. And so that's there if you got something out of it. I really appreciate y'all. Happy birthday to you, Miss Nisha. Um, I hope you have a great birthday tomorrow. Um, this was really nice. I'm going to post this episode as two separate parts because it's so freaking long. I appreciate everyone who submitted questions. I think I'll do more of this because this was a really good time. Thanks for those of y'all who stayed on for so long with me tonight. And um, I'll see you uh, soon.